brothers and sisters in Christ, Father, sons and daughters of God, Father, I am among the best of the best. And Father, to, to this morning, we come together in agreement. We come together in unity. We come together with one voice. And we declare Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. Father, we declare peace over Israel and peace over the United States of America. And Father, we just pray and we declare that anything Satan means for evil, Father, you're going to turn it for the good. And Father, we pray that all things hidden be brought to the light in our country, in politics, in the economy, in media. Father, let your light shine and reveal reveal, reveal what the truth is for everyone to see. And Father, we're going to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. amen. Hey, the kiddos, y'all know who you are. We're going to dismiss you guys. Give them a hand clap. There they go. Superman, come on, Flash. There they go. Anointed kings and priests. Hallelujah. Give the praise and worship team a hand clap. So good to be here this morning. Oh, and the prettiest one for last. Fist bump. Come on. But there we go. Whatever she's on, I want to get on. (laughs) Right? Somebody out there going, she... uh, She's a, she, what she's feeling on the inside, what, what, what's that quote? Uh, how she's feeling on the inside, I'm feeling on the outside. I don't know, something like that. It's so good to be here. And uh, always an honor to be at the Lord's house. Uh, I have so many incredible memories here. And you know, one of the things I can say, there's probably not too many people in this church. I mean, I got the, you know, you got the whole clan over there. But uh, I've been here a lot longer than many of you. And uh, I've been preaching in this church, I guess, going all the way back to 19, uh, probably 2002, 2003, somewhere, somewhere right in there. And so I'm real at home in this church. So I'm, this is family, and this is home, and I, I love this church. There's so many incredible memories and miracles and always, you know, going over there, getting through preaching and going sitting by Pastor Otha and and uh, just miss him. Of course, he's having a lot better time this morning than we are, right? Anybody got some family up in heaven, you know, mom and dad and you know, they're all having a better time than we are. But uh, of course, you know, everything goes back to Laura and I's relationship with Pastor Samuel and Pastor Amy and all the meals we've shared and all the re- conversations we've had and time spent together and just uh that relationship is so dear to laura and i and she would be here but my baby girl is uh moving over to new Braunfels in texas state and she's she's uh getting in college she's been suffering for jesus this last year she was interning in a church in uh Kauai, hawaii everybody say oh it was so hard it was so hard but now the vacation is over, and now she's back in school, and so Laura was over there helping her get all moved in. And, you know, come on, mamas, let me hear from you. You know, you got to take care of that baby girls. And so she would be here. We'll get her over here next time. But uh, anyway, just love you guys. Look forward to what God's going to do this morning, and it's going to be good. Amen? Amen? Amen. Hey, just a couple of things before we get into the Word. Um, you know, Pastor and I, when we were young, 
You know, you and I had the opportunity. We got to go to Bible school. You know, pastor went down into Baton Rouge, and I was in Bible school up in Tulsa and many moons ago. And, and I know a lot of you, if, uh, if you had the opportunity to go back, you know, wouldn't it be great to have been 18, 19, 20 and been able to go to Bible school? Not because you're called into ministry. Of course, we're all called into ministry, but you know what I mean, being a preacher. It's not about being a preacher, but how would you have liked to have taken a year of your life and just really getting founded in the Word of God? But, you know, life didn't take you that way. And everybody said, Amen. You know, it just, it, life is what it is. Well, we've done something that you can, you can still go to Bible school. What we did is um, years ago, we took everything we've ever done, about 16 series on everything kingdom, and uh, put it on that little flash drive. It's a supernatural Bible school. And it pops into your computer, your Mac, your PC. But most people now, they just get it and turn their car or truck into a Bible school. And you just pop it into your USB port and you're driving down the road, man, and you're just growing in the things of God. And uh, it's probably, I don't know, around $500 worth of stuff. But this is, it's, it's not about that. This, this, this right here is, is a way to take the next year of your life and just really go deep into the things of God. But the second thing is, is this, what you're looking at, it is a $100 seed. It's not something you buy. It's a $100 seed that helps us with all the churches we go to. We're in about 50 churches a year. I just got back from Bulgaria in the spring. We brought pastors in from all over the nation. Three days, two nights, nice hotel, all the food included. We paid for everything. All they had to do was get there. It was about a $10,000 seed that we sowed into those pastors. And Monday, I'm talking to Pastor Lubo. And uh, we're, we're going to nail down the next one for March. And we're going to reach out to more pastors, different pastors. And I, eventually I want to get over into Romania. And so there's that. There's the Path TV, our little 30-minute TV show on marriage that streams on networks. And it's fixing to go on a cable channel in Albuquerque. All that is possible because of our partners, because of these $100 seeds. And you get to be a part of all that. And number three, uh, you're good ground to sow into. So in the bag, we put both of our books, and uh, we're just going to just want to bless you with those. And so those are back there. I've only, I've only got five of them. So when they're gone, they're gone. But I'll be back there at the table myself, and uh, cash, check. You can use your card, you know, debit card. And, uh, and if you don't want anything, you just want to sow into the ministry electronically, you can... You can do that also. Make sure and sign up for the Daily Move. It's a little email that goes out every day and goes out all over the world. It's free. Just your name and your email, and uh, you'll, you'll start getting them in the morning. They're real short. Take about 10 seconds to read. But listen, you got to write legibly. Some of y'all got the craziest emails you, you can imagine. Out of 10 people that will write down their deal, maybe 8 of them will get it because the other two, we can't pray in tongues long enough to interpret your handwriting. I'm just being honest. I mean, it's a Sunday night, Monday night thing. Laura, Laura hand it to me and go, what, what is their name? What, what is that? Is that an A, an E, an O? What, what? And I'm sitting there going, I, I don't know. God bless them. And they're probably at home going, I guess Brother Philip didn't like me because I didn't get the daily move. No, we couldn't read your writing. Right legibly. But anyway, we'll be out there. And if you want to partner with the ministry, grab one of those red packets, take it home with you.
And uh, it'll be a blessing. Amen? Second thing is um, really believe in God for people to be healed this morning. Would that be all right with you? Would you get offended if you got healed? It wouldn't, it wouldn't make you mad? Would it be all right if you walked out of those doors here in a little bit just pain-free? You know, i got a pastor friend of mine, uh, Pastor Glenn, and uh, he's been in back pain for years. But here, about two weeks ago, he had his lower back fused. And uh, he's been in a lot, a lot of pain. And we've been lifting him up and praying for him and believing God when all that gets healed up, you know, he's going to really be able to do some things. And then I got another pastor friend of mine, Paul, and he was just over in, um, he was over in Botswana, Africa, and he fell, hit his head, and uh, he really hurt his neck. And he's in a lot of pain. And I, I, want, I want to pray for Paul and Glenn this morning, but you know, I recognize too, there's, there's a lot of you in pain. A lot of you in pain this morning. And some of you, it's, it's, it's pain that's, you know, it's real, it, it may be real fresh. You know, you, you, something just started hurting, you know, yesterday, last week, last month, you know. But then some of you, you've been hurting so long, you don't even remember how long you've been hurting. And you've just kind of gotten used to living with it. And you just kind of build your life around it. And uh, wouldn't you like to have the, all the money back that you've spent, you know? How'd you like to have all the money you've spent on, come on, ibuprofen and Advil and Tylenol and, you know, you name it? I mean, how many of you in here, you know what pain is? Come on, anybody, anybody knows what, know what pain is? Yeah. How many of you, be honest, right, right at this moment, you're in, you're in pain this morning like Paul and Glenn? How many of you are hurting this morning? Yeah, let me see you. Just lift them up. I'm not going to embarrass you. But you're, you're in pain this morning. Yeah, a lot of you. A lot of you. How many of you have issues with your lower back? Where's all the people that got issues with your back? Yeah, a lot of you. Who has issues with your neck? How many of you issues with your neck? You have to, a lot of you. All right, come on. Who's got, who's got issues with your feet? Where's, where's, all, where's the, come on, got the, who's got issues with some knees? Mm-hmm, I'm finding you. Finding you. Come on, who's got issues with your shoulders? Come on, you got a shoulder that can only get up this high. Come on, anybody know? Let's get you healed this morning. Let's get you healed. Hey, Brother Philip, but what if I don't get healed? Uh, what if you do? Yeah, but um, what if I don't? Well, what if you do? What kind of church do y'all want to be? Or what if you don't get church? What if you don't get healed church? Or what if you do get healed church? Come on, amen. What if you do? Turn to somebody and say, what if I do? I know one thing. We can't be asking God to heal anybody today. Let's don't do that. You don't, I won't. Why would we ask God to do something he's already done? Come on, by Jesus' stripes we were. He's already done everything he's going to do about your healing. He took those 39 stripes on his back, didn't he? Come on, y'all saw the passion. 
All we're going to do today is reach out with our faith and receive what He's already done for us. Isn't that how we got saved? Uh, wait a minute. Do you want Jesus to have to come down and die on the cross again for you? How rude would that be? Hey, Jesus, um, th- the first time you did it wasn't good enough. I would really like for you to come down and die on the cross again just for me. Now, he's already done everything he's going to do about your sin. You have to reach out with your faith and receive what? Forgiveness. It's that same faith that you reach out with your faith and receive your healing. But even though we know that, we're still like that guy in Matthew 8, the leper, who went to Jesus and he says, I know you can heal me. I know you can, but will you? And that's, Pastor Samuel, that's where a lot of people are. It's like they, everybody in here, they, they know God can heal everyone here today. And you all walk out of here pain-free, take a great nap this afternoon, and watch the Cowboys win tonight. Oh, y'all didn't think, y'all think I'm a preacher because I'm not aware that the Cowboys aren't playing tonight? Are y'all crazy? I'm going to get home tonight in time to watch the Cowboys. But I want you to watch the Cowboys healed. You'd be sitting there just, I feel so good. We all know what God can do, but will He? We struggle with that. Because, see, we have more of a revelation of what's wrong with us than what's right with us. And you got this voice in your head telling you, you don't deserve to be healed. Somebody else probably will because they deserve it, but I don't deserve it because I know how messed up I am. I know my hidden sin. I know what I did last night. I know what I did last week. I know what's running around my mind. And somebody else will probably get healed, but it won't be me because I don't deserve it. Well, you know what? Uh, You're right. You don't deserve it. Nobody in here deserves to be healed. It's God's amazing grace. Did anyone deserve for Jesus to die on the cross for you? No, it was His amazing I love that. So you know what I hear Jesus saying right now? I will. But you know what I hear Him saying after I will? I have. I have. I know you can heal me, Jesus, but will you? And he looks at you and he goes, I will. But more importantly, I... Just say that in your heart. Everybody say, I have. Come on, say it again. I have. Come on, when it comes to salvation, say it. I have. When it comes to blessings, I... When it comes to your healing, I... All you got to do today is reach out with your faith and do what? Brother Philip, how do I do that? Brother Philip, when are you going to start preaching? I am preaching. I told you I'm at home. I'll get you out of here tonight before the kickoff. It's not going to be too much longer. We've got Mexican food to eat. Brother Philip, how do I reach out with my faith and receive it? Well, I've got to tell the story that I've been telling here for years. Uh, Pastor Samuel could probably tell this story better than I can now because he's heard it so many times. Guess what I'm going to do next time I come? Tell this story. I'm set fear from the fear of repetition. There was a, there was a lady, and she was, sitting, she was sitting right over here. Now, it wasn't this church. Every church has right over there. Fifty churches a year, trust me on that. They all have right over there. And her, her knee was messed up. Where are all the people that's got a messed up knee? 
I believe God, if anybody's going to get healed this morning, it's going to be you. But it ain't going to be anybody. It's going to be everybody. And so her daughter came up to me and said, will you come pray for my mama? And I said, sure. And so I walked over, and uh, she, she had turned a chair around, and she had her leg up in the chair. And it's so neat because there's so many new faces in here. None of them, a lot of people have never heard this story before. So she's got her knee up in the chair. Real sweet lady. And so I prayed for her, but while I'm praying for her, the Lord spoke to me and said, watch her, I'm going to show you something. Boy, I knew that in my spirit, watch her. I knew it was a moment. It was, it, was, it was off the clock. I knew it was a moment. And so I get through praying for her, and I say in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. And then I'm watching, and then, ooh, I saw what God wanted me to see. It changed my life. And now every time I tell this story, people get healed. doesn't matter if I'm in church, out of church. doesn't matter what nation I'm in. If I tell this story, people get healed. I'm going to tell the, I'm telling this story. You're getting healed. I'm going to get you healed whether you want to get healed or not. You're going to get healed, and you're not even going to know when it happens because he's going to sneak up on you. And so you say, well, what did you see? She didn't move her knee. She was real sweet. She just thanked me for praying for her. Brother Philip, thank you so much for praying for me. I really enjoyed the service. She said some flattering things, but she never moved her knee. Why didn't she move her knee? She didn't believe she was healed. If she'd have believed she was healed, what would, what would she have done? She'd have checked it out. She'd have gave it a test run. Come on, she'd have wiggled it. She'd have stood up and went. Well, I'll be. She didn't do any of that. See, she, she didn't want to be healed. She just wanted me to pray for her. That's religion. I didn't come here to pray for you. I want you healed. I want you walking out of here pain free. But in order for that to happen, you're going to have to do what that woman didn't do. If you've got a bad knee, what are you going to have to do later on in this service? If you've got a bad neck, what are you going to have to do? If you've got a bad back, what are you going to have to do? Whatever's going on in your body, what are you going to have to do? It's different for each one of you. I've had people that had knots and lumps in their body. And when they reach somewhere, sometimes you got to go to the bathroom to reach. Sometimes, but when they've reached, it was gone. What if they wouldn't have reached? They'd have went home with that lump. What if they wouldn't have moved that neck? They'd have went home with that pain. See, when you begin to check your body, that's your faith reaching out and doing what? Received it. Turning your Bible over to 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Um, praise God. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4. We're going to get there in just a moment. All year long, as I've been traveling throughout God's churches, I've been up in Maine and Kentucky and Virginia and Arizona and New Mexico and Bulgaria and Texas and Louisiana and Oklahoma and all these states. They're I've had this word in my spirit for the church. And there's been times where I've said, you know, God, I'd kind of like to preach this. I'd like to preach that. And God just keeps bringing me back to this word, bringing me back to this word. It's ever since the beginning of January. And that word's been thrive. Come on, everybody say thrive. Let me ask you, do you want to thrive or survive? I want to thrive. I want to thrive. And that word, it just kept getting heavier in me, heavier in me, heavier in me. And thrive, thrive, thrive. And then God gave us uh, Ephesians 3.20 which was unto God who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. 
Now, Pastor Samuel, does that sound like survive or thrive? Come on, that's thriving. That's thriving. He wants us to thrive. And then God gave us another word that fit with thrive, and it was thrive regardless. Changes things, doesn't it? Thrive regardless. And coming into January, I knew by the Spirit there were going to be some things. I didn't know what. I just knew there was going to be some things that were going to happen this year that we've just... We just never would have thought in a million years we would see. And that's been the case, isn't it? I mean, we have seen stuff happen in America. I mean, we got people arguing over what's a man and what's a woman. Did we ever think that, that would be an argument? Did we, did we ever think it would, be a, it would be an acceptable thing to take children, come on, and begin to turn them into something else? Just never thought we would, I mean, it just economically, politically, just the, the war. I mean, we're, we're just seeing all kinds of stuff. And people, the church, so many people are getting in survive mode. God hadn't called us to get in survive mode. He's called us to get in thrive mode. And you've got to get to a place in your spirit that no matter what happens, your declaration is, I'm going to thrive regardless. If, if gas prices go to $10, what are we going to do? Come on, if, if, if a steak costs a hundred bucks, what are we going to do? Thrive regardless. No matter what the economy does, what are we going to do? Thrive. No matter who gets elected in November, what are we going to do? Thrive regardless. No matter, are y'all getting a hold of this? You got to get that in your spirit. You got to get that in your mouth. You got to stop reacting. It from a place of fear and come on and, and, and start reacting from a place of faith. Amen? So no matter what happens these next four months, what are we going to do? And what's this church going to do? Regardless of anything that happens. Woo. Pastor Sam, you remember all those years ago? See, we met out at Texas Bible Institute Discovery Camp. I ran those two things for 10 years. And Pastor Samuel would bring a youth out. And we, we, we got to meet. And, and uh, remember those tug-of-war competitions? I've been no telling how many times you hurt yourself on those tug-of-war competitions. You'd have youth group against youth group. And, uh, you know, those, those youth groups would be out there. And men, you, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Come on, what, what, what's those youth groups doing? They digging in. They digging in. <laughs> digging in. That's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to dig in. At the end of this service, I want us to gather up here at the altar, and I want us to dig in. That regardless of what happens, we are going to Because why? We, we, we digging in. So, in order that, for that to be a reality, because it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to live it. It's... It's one thing to say it, it's another thing to see it manifest in your life. Spiritually, physically, financially. Come on, I don't want it just to be a pipe dream. I want to see the full manifestation of that word in my life, in our ministry, in the churches. You're going to have to understand some things. You're going to, want, you're going to, you're going to need to understand some things that I'm fixing to show you in 2 Corinthians 4. But see, that word understand, it, it's, it's relative. Yeah, give, for example... Uh, all of us, when we were in our when we were in our twenties, we just we just thought we understood the way things work, because we we all knew everything. But when we got in our thirties, we're like, you didn't understand what I thought I understood. Then you get in your forties, and you're like, 
Oh, I didn't think I, I didn't understand what I thought. I, then you get in your fifties and you're like, I didn't understand. And then, and then you know, when you're in your in your twenties, you know, you think you understand everything there is to know about women. <laughs> the older you get, the real the more you realize. Unless you know about women. Uh, understanding is, you know, it changes. Everybody say it changes. Okay. So the things I'm going to share with you today, there's going to be a part of you that are out there and you're like, I understand that. Be careful. That's what will get you survive. Huh? There's some things in 2 Corinthians 4 that you've got to understand. So let me, let me give you a good definition of what I mean by understand. There's some things in 2 Corinthians 4 that need to become your default. Now let, let's talk about what a default is. If you know anything about a computer, when you go to write, and I've written two books. We're fixing to put out our third book on marriage here in, just in the next couple of months. And you're writing. Anytime I go over there to pages, there's a default font. F-O-N-T. There's a font. And it's, it's Helvetica. I hate Helvetica, Pastor Amy. I hate Helvetica. It's ugly. But it's the, it's the default font. And so I'll type them a second, and then I'll, you know, I'll, and I'll change it to Georgia. Everybody say Georgia. I love me some Georgia. Both those books are written in Georgia. I like Georgia. I have to change the default. Are y'all with me? All of you have a default. When something don't go your way, you have a default. This year, something didn't go your way, and your default kicked in. Last year, something didn't go your way, and your default kicked in. During COVID, something didn't go your way, and your default kicked in. Every time something don't go your way, your default kicks in. It's your go-to move. You know, I was in Bulgaria. I got them cutting up laughing. In America, you know, when people dance, you know, they have a go-to move in America. It's kind of something like this, you know. You know, the elbows are in, fists up, right? It's kind of America's go-to move. Music hits. But in Bulgaria, this is their go-to move. Music hits, hands go up. This is their go-to move, Pastor Samuel. I started doing that, they were rolling. America. Bulgaria. You have a go-to move. Something don't go your way, you have a default. Some of you, you get mad. You start biting the heads off. Everybody around you get gripey, you get sarcastic, and the people you hurt the worst are the people that love you the most. Can you do it? Because you know you can get away with it. Some of you go quiet. You just go quiet. Some of you get loud. Some of you got your default from your mama. Something don't go your mama's way. What does she do? Is she a screamer? And something don't go your way, you get you start screaming. Some of you got your default from your daddy. Come on, you, something didn't go your daddy's way. Come on, he started pouting, slammed the door, and would be gone for hours. Is that what you do? Come on, some people's default is they walk away from God for a while. So they turn to addiction. Something don't go their way, boom, here comes the alcohol. Come on, here comes this, here comes that, here comes, right? Come on. First thing we do, some people's defaults run to the bar. 
Some people's default is um, they, they, the easiest way is they get out of their word. Or they stop going to church. So Pastor Samuel, he, hey, hey Amy, where, where, where's, uh, where's uh, so-and-so? Uh, I hadn't seen him in a couple of weeks. Pastor Amy, well, uh, they're going through something right now. And, you know, every time uh, they're going through something, they just disappear for a while. But it's okay. They'll, they'll be back. They'll be back. Come on. Is that, does that ring a bell? Come, y'all know I'm preaching good. I need somebody to give me an amen. I know I'm on your toes. They'll be back or they stop giving. Hey, why, why, why'd you stop sowing? Why'd you stop tithing? Yeah, you know, right. We're just going through something right now. And we just feel like it, it, we just feel like it'd be the wisdom of God. Oh, now you're all super spiritual. And we're going to wait till we get through this and then we'll get our giving back going. Because see, when something doesn't go my way, my default is to stop giving. Stop getting in my, stop reading my word. Stop going to church. I start ripping a new one to all the people around me. And then I double dog dare them to say anything about them. Why are you so gripey? Why, why are you in such a bad mood? Well, if you knew what I was going through, you'd know why I'm in a bad mood. That's the stupidest question you've ever asked in the history of the world. You know what I'm going through and you're asking me why am I so gripey? My gosh, what's your problem? Sound familiar? Now listen. You can sit here, we can talk about Thrive Regardless all day. We can talk about Ephesians 3.20. But when something doesn't go your way and you have the wrong defaults in life, your best days aren't ahead, your worst days are ahead. There's some things in 2 Corinthians 4 that you better understand, they better become your default. So no matter what happens in this world, your kingdom default kicks in, not your flesh default kicks in. Y'all with me? Um, all right, be more specific. Anybody got kids in here? Got kids? Uh, first word kids learn, is it yes or no? Yeah, give me that. No. Come on, they got, that, they got that rebellion in their flesh, right? Come on, first word they learn, is it yours or is it mine? Mine. Yeah, has, this, has this ever happened? Watch this. You got your kid and they're at the kitchen table. And mama, you about to lose your mind because they beating on that table, right? And you go, will you please, please quit beating on that table? Is that, is that it? Right? They got to get that one. What is that? It's rebellion. you got to learn to be rebellious when something doesn't go your way. All right, 2 Corinthians 4. Get there, get there, get there, get there. I want to get you up at this altar because we got to dig in. i got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Eastbound, watch your bandit run. Does anybody know that song? That's my, that's my theme song of my life. 2 Corinthians 4, y'all there? Look at, verse, uh, look at verse 8 and 9. It says, We're troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. Does that sound like somebody not having a good day? Can anybody relate to some of those words? 
Hey, Johnny, when you had that happen to you, did you can you relate a little bit? Hmm? We can relate to this stuff. Anybody in here ever felt troubled? Come on, perplexed, persecuted, cast down. Come on, that, that's life not going your way. Or you could say it this way. That's the storms of life. Storms of life. Anybody know anything about storms of life? Anybody ever went through a storm of life? You all have. But let me, let me tell you a little bit about the real storms. And real storms. Ocean. Sea. Oceans. Can you imagine how many hundreds of thousands of ships are at the bottom of the ocean because of, sea, of storms? I mean, thousands of years of nations traveling the world, trade. Come on, the Vikings came over to, to Canada 2,000, you know, 2,000 years ago. I mean, all the way going back, they, they came over. How many ships are at the bottom of the ocean? Hey, when I was over in Bulgaria, they have the Black Sea. And uh, over the last five years, Pastor Samuel, they have found 60 ships, satellite imagery, visiting Greek Roman ships, bottom of the Black Sea. Uh, very well preserved. Okay. If it's hundreds of thousands of ships, how many people? How many people have found themselves sinking to the bottom of the ocean because of storms? Let's say that again. Listen to the words. How many people have found themselves sinking to the bottom of the ocean? I mean, the Apostle Paul was in, come on, three shipwrecks. Okay, let's move that over to the storms of life. How many believers, and you all know them, have found themselves sinking to the bottom of God's will for their life because of the storms of life. Something didn't go their way. They're all over Tyler. There's people all over Tyler right now that are not living for God. They're not in church. They're backslidden. Jesus might be their Savior, but He's not Lord right now. They're not going after who He's called them to be, what He's called them to do. And, and hey, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking hell. I'm not talking heaven. I'm talking about they're, they're, they're sinking to the bottom of God's will for their life because of the storms of life. How many of you know somebody like that? We've got to learn to be rebellious. So what do you mean? Hardest thing in the world to do when you're in a storm is to love. To love more. We don't love more in a storm. We love less. It's the easiest thing to do. Why? Because it's many of our default. When you're in the storm and that storm's wanting you to love less, rebel against it and love more. Get nicer. Get kinder. Love more. Yeah, but I don't, I don't feel like doing that. Exactly. Rebel. Be like that kid. Come on. Love more. Love more. Love more. How about this? Forgive quicker. Because usually, y'all blame the person who you think's responsible for you being in a storm of life right now. And so you're all bitter about it. Bitterness is drinking poison and hoping they die. You know what? When you're in a storm of life, forgive quicker. Well, I don't want to do that. I, when I get through this storm, then I'll pray about possibly, maybe, forgiving them. Well, the world can do that. Forgive quicker. Praise louder. Brother Philip, I'm in this church right now, and if you knew what I was going through, the last thing in the world I feel like doing is, is praising God when they're up there singing. Exactly. 
rebel against the storm of life and lift your hands and lift your heart and praise louder. Come on, praise louder. No matter what's going on spiritually, physically, financially, praise louder. Here's the thing. When you love more, selfishness will die in you. When you forgive quicker, bitterness will die in you. When you praise louder, doubt will die in you. When you worship deeper, I don't want to go down to that altar and worship God. Just a minute ago, oh my God, Brother Philip just said, everybody's going to come down to the altar and we're going to dig in. I don't want to go down to the altar. I don't want to worship God. I don't feel like worshiping God. I'm going to sit right here in my comfort zone. I don't want to go. I don't want to go down. I don't want to worship God. I don't feel like worshiping God. If he knew what I was going through right now, he wouldn't be asking me to worship God. Exactly. Why don't you be rebellious? Worship deeper. Pride will die in you. How about this one? All right, you ready? Give more. Brother Philip, that's crazy. Everybody knows when you're going through a storm of life, you give less. No, why don't you give more? Write more checks. Be more generous. Now, I'm 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 going to shoot straight with you, and I think y'all are getting from me that I'm raw. I'm going to say what I mean, mean what I say. Okay. Giving is my default. If the devil backs me up into a corner, I just come out writing more checks. When things are going really well for us, I write more checks. When things are not going well for us, what do I do? I write more checks. I've got the devil. He's got to think before he messes with me. Because he's like, they're, they're having a meeting and they're like, you know, listen, if we mess with Philip spiritually, physically, financially, we know what he's going to do. He writes more checks. So we really have to count the cost. Do we really want to mess with him? And I'm not saying he does and I'm not saying he don't, but he knows what's going to happen if he messes with me. What am I going to do? Because that's my default. Matter of fact, Pastor Samuel, I think maybe... I think I'm getting really close to outgiving God. I've about got his resources exhausted in heaven. Angel told me him and Jesus were having a conversation. He turned to Jesus and he went, you know, Philip is sowing so much seed, I don't know if there's enough harvest. Stop it, you're messing up my thing here. I don't know if there's enough harvest to get get to him because he's given so much. Are y'all buying any of this? Can you outgive God? How many of you know that with every fiber of your being you can outgive God? Then why aren't you trying? Laura and I were tithing machines. We support 15 ministries around the world. Just this year alone, I've already written 100 checks and sent them out all over the world, and all of those checks had two zeros on them. See, Brother Phipp, I can't do that. Well, It's not about you doing what I do. It's about you starting where you are. It's about you building that default. Come on. It's about you starting where you are. Storm of life hit. 
love more, forgive quicker, give more, praise louder, worship deeper, praise louder. And then by all means, and this is the key to thriving regardless, and no matter what happens on TV, you're sitting there going, "Mm, I'm thriving regardless. I'm about to see God do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask or think, spiritually, physically, financially. Come on. Is you got to learn how to live by faith. Now go back to 2 Corinthians 4. This is the, this is the last scripture you're going to get. Don't ask me for another scripture. You're not getting another scripture. Verse 13, 14. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up by Jesus and shall present us with you. Everybody say the spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. You have the spirit of faith. You have the spirit of faith. When storms of life come our way, a lot of people, they stop living by faith and they start living by their feelings. They stop living by faith and they start living by sight. Right? They get over into the flesh. You can't afford to do that in the hours we're living in. When the storms of life hit, something doesn't go your way. You better get over into that spirit of faith. Yeah, but I don't have that. The Word says you do. How many of you are born again? Come on, you love you some Jesus. How many of you love Jesus and you're not ashamed of your love for Jesus? Come on. Then you have the spirit of faith in you. What does that mean? You can, you're, you're a believer and a speaker. You are a, you are a believing and speaking, come on, being. You're called to believe the word and speak the word. Believe the word and speak the word. No matter what happens, what do you do? You believe the word and you speak the word. You squeeze a lemon, what comes out? Lemon juice, I squeeze you, what comes out? The word. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You got the word in your heart. You got the word in your mouth. You have the spirit of faith. Watch this. If I walked up in here and I said, uh, I have the spirit of a musician on me. What would y'all all be out there thinking? You know you would. Well, then, white boy, get up there on that stage and play something then. Right? Mr. Spirit of Musician. If I walked up here and then I, I'd come up here and I was a, I have the spirit of a prophet on me. What would y'all be thinking? Then prophesy, dude. Well, if you have the spirit of faith, what should we expect from you? Just in the good times? After you've won the lotto? Good times are? The word is in your heart and the word is in your mouth. And listen, what the spirit of faith always says, always declares, always decrees, always prophesies, no matter the circumstances, just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he's raising me up. He's in the raising up business. You want to know God's will for your life? There's people out here right now. You want to know God's will for your life. You're struggling with what God's will for your life is. There's young people in here right now, and you're wondering, what is God's will for my life? I'm going to tell you what God's will for your life is. He wants to raise you up. He wants to raise up your life. He wants to raise you up spiritually. He wants to raise up who He's called you to be and what He's called you to do. He wants to raise up your calling, your ministry, your purpose. He wants to raise up your finances. He wants you blessed to be a blessing, not broke to be a burden. He wants to raise you up physically. 
Come on. Not just, come on, get healed and then walk in divine health all your life so you can do everything He's called you to do pain-free. He wants to raise up your kids. He wants to raise up your marriage. He wants to raise this church up. The Lord's house. He wants to raise this church up. And it's not about running 200 or running 500 or running 1,000. It's not about a number, but it's about maximizing the potential God's given this house. And that means physically, that means spiritually, that just means heritage and legacy. It's come on. If a, if, if a chair is empty, then have we maximized the potential of the church? Why? Because we're not tapping into the potential of this chair. What is the potential of this chair? Somebody's sitting in it. Come on, and learning who they are in Christ and how to live by faith and how to walk in love. God wants to raise up the Lord's house. He wants to raise up your pastors. Pastor Samuel, Pastor Amy, he wants to raise them up. He wants to raise up Philip Baker Ministries. He wants to raise up your ministry. But you got to get it in your heart and you got to get it in your mouth. And you got to have the right defaults. And I need you walking out of here today Knowing that regardless of what happens in this country and around the world, you're going to thrive regardless. In just a few seconds, I'm fixing to say, stand to your feet. And in churches, a lot of times when you say that, people check out. They start reaching for their keys. They start reaching for their purse. They start reaching for trying to find my phone. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Oh, there it is. There's my phone. And they they start reaching out, and their brain clicks. Where are we going to eat? I wonder what game is on. I wonder how much time is left in the first quarter. It grieves the Holy Ghost. Because the most important moment of this service is not in the past. It's what's about to happen. So don't click out. Click in. Come on, stand to your feet. You play track one, Luke. I don't believe we should ever do anything, anything out of fear. But right now, we're living in an hour where the church, you, need to operate with a sense of urgency. Young people talking to you too. You're not living in a normal hour. This is not normal. This is not 2004. It's not 1984. It's not 1974. You're not living in a normal hour. This is a perilous hour, a dangerous hour. This is a prophetic hour. And right now we we ought to all better be able to read the hour we're living in. Read the hour. Or listen, or the hour will read you. The hour we're living in, it'll manipulate you. It'll distract you. It'll worry you. It'll make you cower. It'll make you hide. It'll make you shut up. If you don't read the hour you're living in, the hour's going to read you. It's going to bully you. It's going to take from you. Not out of fear but out of a sense of urgency. We've got to read the hour we're living in. And this is the hour, maybe more than any other hour in the history of the world, that we better love more. We better forgive quicker. We better give more. We better praise louder. We better worship deeper. 
And we better live by faith. It can't be some cliche to you. You can't be sitting here today thinking you're living by faith because you're in church. That's like thinking you're a car because you're in a garage. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're fixing to flood this altar in just a moment. And I want to pray and, and, and just prophesy over you. We're going to dig in that you're going to thrive regardless. You're going to see God do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. Can you turn that down just a little bit, Luke? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Listen, it's one thing for Jesus to be your Savior. It's another thing for Jesus to be Lord of your life. And there's people in here, and maybe you know Jesus as your Savior, maybe you don't, but I know there's a lot of people in here that if you'd be honest, you know Jesus isn't Lord of your life. You're doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, who you want to do it with. Lordship is Jesus, you lead, I'll follow. In order to walk this walk I've introduced to you today, Jesus can't just be your Savior. That's where it starts, but He can't just be your Savior. He's got to be Lord of your life. And no one's looking around. I'm not going to embarrass you. But if you're here today and you go, Brother Philip, mm, I need to make Jesus Lord of my life. Jesus needs to hear me say, yes, Lord, all over the place. Just lift your hands up right where you are. Go ahead. Hands going up everywhere. Hands going up everywhere. Proud of you. Hands going up everywhere. Young, old, hands going up everywhere. Come on, just a few more seconds. Please don't miss this opportunity. It'll never be easier. The anointing, the glory of God's in this place. Three more seconds. One, two, three. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Keep your eyes closed. How many of you would um, be honest and say, I've had some bad defaults? When something doesn't go my way, it's brought out the worst in me, not the best in me. I've, got, I've, I've had some bad defaults, and I would like to exchange them for some good defaults. Who'd be honest and say, that's me? Come on, lift your hands all over there. Like, oh, hands going up everywhere. Thank you, Father. Now, every head up, every eye open, look up here. How many of you want to dig in? You want to declare for all of heaven and hell to hear that you're going to finish out the year strong. You're going to thrive regardless. 2023 is going to be the greatest year of your life so far. And anything that happens in this world, I'm not going to blink because I'm going to thrive regardless. Come on, who wants to dig in today? Ooh. All right, this is what I want to do. Pastor Samuel, Pastor Amy, I want y'all to come stand together right here. Because y'all, y'all, y'all the head of this church, the pastors of the church. We know Jesus is the head. And if you lifted your hands, if you didn't lift your hands, everybody, come down to the altar and gather around them. Thank you, Father. Gather around them. Don't get in a line. Just gather around. Huddle up. Thank you, Father. I wait on you. This isn't about somebody laying hands on you. It's about us huddling up. It's about us digging in. Come on, go ahead and start digging in just a little, just a little bit. Just come on, just, just, come on. We just, mm, come on. Come on, just tap that heel a little bit. Just, mm. 
close your eyes, pray this prayer with me. Everybody say, Father, I love you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. All my sins, all my regrets, all my bad defaults washed away in the blood of Jesus. Jesus, you're my savior. I'm born again. I'm heaven bound. Jesus lives in my heart. But on this day, I boldly declare, Jesus, you're Lord of my life. I'm going to be who you've called me to be. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. Jesus, you lead and I'll follow. Jesus is Lord. In the days ahead, regardless of good or bad, I'm going to love more. I'm going to give more. I'm going to forgive quicker. I'm going to praise louder. I'm going to worship deeper. I'm going to live by faith, not by sight. Come on, lift your hands. Turn that up, Luke. Let's worship just for a moment. Come on, close your eyes. Lift your hands. Lift your heart. Come on, let's worship deeper right now. Come on, men, let's lead the way. Come on, tell Jesus how much you love him. Come on, tell the Father how much you love him. Come on, worship is sharing your love you have for your Father. Father, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Thank you, Father. Come on, come on, it's almost over. Come on, tell Jesus how much you love him, how much you adore him. Come on, worship him. The worship is going up and the glory is coming down. The glory is coming down. Worship is the seed. The glory is the harvest. Father, we thank you. The glory is coming down. Come on, sing that. or bad times right in the middle of a storm we gonna sing just phase that out Luke all the way 
Now just be real still in this place. Just be still and know He's God. Just be still and know He's God. We're standing on holy ground right now. Standing under an open heaven. Some of you need to hear this more than others, and that's okay. But all of you, you've been forgiven of all your sins. Don't bring that stuff up to the Father anymore. He don't know what you're talking about. You're forgiven. The blood of Jesus has washed it away. You have that spirit of faith. He exchanged those defaults. When something doesn't go your way, and listen, it will. Jesus didn't say if storms come. He said when storms come. You're going to be okay because you're going to love more. You're going to give more. You're going to forgive quicker. You're going to praise louder. You're going to worship deeper. You're going to live by faith. That's your default. You've been forgiven of all of your sins. But just as much, be real still, but as just as much as you've been forgiven, you've been healed of everything. The heartbeat of Jesus is Psalms 103.3, who forgives all our iniquities, who heals us of all of our diseases. He never forgives without thinking about healing. He never heals without thinking about forgiveness. That's what Calvary was. He took those stripes on his back for our healing. He died on the cross for our sins. You've all been forgiven. But listen, as much as you've been forgiven, no more, no less, you've been healed. God's not doing anything right now. It's done, done. Listen to me. God's not doing anything right now. It's done. It's done. You prophesied it. It's not that I will. It's I have. I have. Be real still. It's I have. I'm going to let those words wash over you. I have. 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 By Jesus' stripes, you were healed. You didn't deserve it. It's just because Jesus loves you. You're his favorite. You're his sons and daughters. You're his kings and priests. You're family. The only thing left for you to do is to reach out with your faith and receive it. Be real still. I'm going to count to three and I want you to do what that woman didn't do. I'm going to count to three and whatever's been hurting you, whatever's been going on in your body, I want you to do your version of move it. If it's a knee, you know what to do. If it's an ankle, you know what to do. If it's a back, you know what to do. Whatever it is, you know what to do. Right now, by the Holy Ghost, whatever it is, you know what to do. You know what to do. Holy Ghost is telling you right now what you got to do, what you got to do. It'll be different than the person on your left and your right because you're dealing with something they're not dealing with. I'm going to count to three, and you're going to do what that woman didn't do, and you've already got what she didn't get. She wanted to be prayed for. You didn't come up here to be prayed for. You came up here to receive what Jesus provided for you at Calvary. I don't have a healing ministry. I have a help people receive healing ministry. One, don't hesitate. Two, give Jesus all the glory. Y'all ready? One, two, three. Move every inch of your body. Come on, pick your knees up. Bend over, touch your toes. Move your shoulders around. Throw those arms up all the way over your head. I need to hear from somebody. Keep moving and keep praising God. Come on, somebody lift up the name of Jesus. Breathe in your nose and out your mouth. Check your eyes. Check your ears. Move your jaw around.
Come on, move your jaw. Look for any look. lumps and knots are gone. Come on, keep moving and keep lifting up the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody now. Come on, lift up the name of Jesus. Somebody now. Jesus, we love you. Keep moving. Keep moving. Check those knees and ankles out. Bend up. Come on, move around a little bit. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Keep moving. Come on, somebody give Jesus a hand clap. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to come walk up these three steps here and walk back. Because that's not something that you would do uh, normally. Because you did like, eh, there you go. There you go. God, I like you. There you go. Get up these steps. Come on. Get up these steps. Get up these steps. Woo! Get up these steps. What's your name? Harley Davidson? Is that your name, Harley? You got your own shirt? Are you part of that family? What's your name? I'm sorry. George? You look like a George. King George. If the pain's gone, the soreness is gone, the stiffness is gone, what you couldn't do now you can. You're like, you're like, shoot. I'm ready for that Cowboys game. Come on, if the pain is gone, soreness is gone, stiffness is gone, lift your hands all over the place. Lift them up, lift them up, keep 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 them up. Now, follow instructions here. Keep your hand up, make eye contact with me. When I point at you, put your hand down and follow instructions. When I look at you, really look at you, put your hand down and just yell out my neck, my back, my ankle, my, okay? It's going to be like popcorn. All right, you ready? I'm going to warm it up. All right, what? Knees and neck, shoulder, your joints, your neck, knees and hips. Yeah. Yeah, you in the back. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay. What about you? Your fingers. Amen. Your back. Yeah. What's that? Your lump. What? Neck. Yeah. Knee. Heart. Hip and ankle. Knees. Knees, joints, lower back, knee, shoulders. Show them. Show me. Show, show me what they can do. Now, could you not do that before? What would you? What would? It, what would you be able to do before? What would it look like? I like you. You got some faith, girl. Hey, listen. You reached out with your faith. You a faith-filled believer. Who else? Come on, I don't want to miss anybody. Yeah. Foot. Foot. Yeah. His finger. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thumbs and shoulders. Anyone else? I don't want to miss anybody. Yeah. Your back. Yeah, brother. Your neck. Anyone else? I'm looking in the back. Looking in the back. Okay. This is how I want to finish. Everybody put your hand on somebody's back, but I want everybody to... Reach out and touch Pastor Sammy and Pastor Amy. We're, we're, we're in unity. We're in one accord. We're fixing to re- we're digging in and we're fixing to grab, thrive regardless. George, you're going to thrive regardless. You're going to see God do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. But George, I need you to start asking more and thinking more. Right? right. 2023, you're going to make more money than you've ever made and you're going to give more money than you've ever given. It's going to be the greatest year in the history of your whole lineage. 
because you're going to thrive regardless. Amen. Doesn't matter what happens in the world. What are you going to do? That's it. Now, come on, let's pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And Father, right now, I lift up Pastor Samuel and Amy Pretty. Father, I lift up the Lord's house. Father, I lift up all the people that are here and their families, their children, their grandchildren. And Father, right now, we boldly declare, decree for all of heaven and hell to hear. Satan, listen up. Demonic power, listen up. In the days ahead, we are going to thrive regardless of anything going on in the world. We're not gonna, we're not gonna fear. We're not gonna doubt. We're not gonna blink. We're gonna thrive regardless. We are gonna see God do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think according to that spirit of faith that works on the inside of us. Father, I thank you right now that Pastor Samuel, Miss Amy, Father, they are blessed to be a blessing. Father, their best days are ahead. Fresh fire, fresh oil, fresh revelation of the spectacular basics of the kingdom that we talked about last night. Fresh revelation and a fresh anointing on Pastor Samuel what it really means to live by faith in a dark hour. Father, I thank you right now. I want to remind you that you are that ship that's traveling through the water. And that ship is making a big wake behind you. And God's called that ship to be big. God's called that wake to be big. Why? So that people, God's people, God's people that he's called you to reach can get in and ride that wake. And go where you go and do what you do and have what you have. Because I'm no respecter of persons. And they will say, if, if, if God can bless Pastor Samuel and Miss Amy like that, God can bless us like that. All forward go. All forward go. All forward go. Come on, right now, just see yourself just getting in, getting in and just riding that weight, riding that weight. Come on, get your family. Spiritually, physically, financially. You're just riding that wake. Riding that wake. But here's the thing. Who is driving their boat? Listen, they're the boat, but Jesus is driving the boat. Because Jesus is not just their Savior. He's Lord over their life. Come on, don't make me go carry Underwood. Jesus, take the wheel. Sonda. Come on, God, this is a, a great season is ending for this church today. And a greater season is beginning. All forward go. All forward go. I just see, I just see, oh, that 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 hand. Listen, he Jesus has the wheel, but your hand is on that on that lever. And I just see you going all the way down full speed ahead. Boom. 
Totally trusting Jesus where to take you. Come on now, just lift your hands. Just give Him glory. Father, thank you. Give Him glory. Give Him glory. Give Him glory. Thank Him for for healing you. Thank Him for forgiving you. Thank Thank Him for calling you. Thank you, thank him for preparing you for your best days being ahead. Thank you, thank him for giving you some new defaults. Hug on two or three people. Tell them their best days are ahead. And work your way back to your seat. Tell them they're blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Woo, my best days are ahead. You can work your way back to your seat. Go ahead and sit down. You're good.